welcome to the God Coffee and Resilience Podcast, where you can get your weekly dose of confidence, motivation, and inspiration in the midst of adversity. In every segment, we will discuss faith, life's obstacles that try to get in our way, and how we can maintain our resilience with God and a whole lot of coffee. I am Reese, your host. Grab a mug of your choice and come on in. And hey, everybody, welcome back to God, Coffee, and Resilience with your host, I am Reese. And today we have a very special guest. I wouldn't even say it's a guest. I'll just be like, this is family right here. Um, Paige Patton, or should I say the Paige Patton is with us today. Hey, Paige. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey. <laughs> to have her on the show. Like me and Paige literally met less than a month ago. We met at the Woman Evolve conference. And um, my friend, long story short, my friend um, attends um, Mike Todd's church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, virtually because she's still in Virginia. And um, she met Paige through the connect group that they have. And when she found out I was going to see Sarah, she was like, I got to I gotta hook you guys up together. Y'all two are going to be in the same place so y'all can connect. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, yep, this is my type of girl. Like, this is my, this this is sis. <laughs> yes. So welcome, Paige. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here and to see you again. Yes, I know it's been it's been a while. Like I think it's been three weeks ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, since you are not in guest, you are family here. Um, how we usually start things is by an icebreaker. And so one of the icebreakers that never get old, because the the title of the podcast is God, Coffee, and Resilience. And so I always ask people what is their favorite caffeinated beverage? Because everybody knows mine's is coffee, so. Caffeinated beverage. Hmm. I feel like that should be an easy question. Um, I like Starbucks, but I like the fake Starbucks drink. So I drink like the frappes that have a little bit in it, but not too much. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, so that's what I would go with. Okay. Is there a certain type like a frappe you like versus another? Um, yeah, I normally get the caramel frappe and then you can add like a shot of espresso in it or add, okay. you know, other things to it. And so normally when I go to Starbucks, that's what I get. That's weird. Cause usually around, well, not what you want is weird, but usually around Christmas time, <laughs> Christmas time, Thanksgiving time, Starbucks has this apple cider drink and they make it taste like, um, you ever had Werther's candy, the caramel out, outside oh, yeah. coating in the green? They make it taste mm-hmm. like that. And I get them. It's like, they say it tastes like apple pie, but it really does taste like the Werther's candy with, um, with whipped cream on the top. And I usually get that. And I haven't been to Starbucks since I got here. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to have to try that. That sounds about right up my alley. Coffee, yeah, but they make it. Exactly. They make it really, really sweet. So that might be something I go get probably today <laughs> after this. Yes. Okay. And then like, let me see. The second question I've been asking everybody, I'm going to just keep running with it, is what are three things people wouldn't expect from you? Like looking at you, they wouldn't expect that you're into this. Yes. So the that's a good question. The first one 
is that I am a pescatarian. So I haven't had meat, um, pork, beef, all that other stuff, chicken, turkey in 13 years. And so nobody ever, ever expects that. Um, The second thing is that I watch YouTube more than I watch Netflix, more than I watch Hulu, like. My friends are always like, girl, you on YouTube all the time. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, I love YouTube. And then the third thing that people wouldn't know by looking at me. Hmm, that I'm trying to think of something like a cop out that I love to travel. Like that, if that if there was anything in the world that I could do. And, you know, just do it for the rest of my life would be to travel um, and learn. To travel. Yeah. What's what's one place you want to go in the world that you haven't been to yet? Yeah, I really want to go to Colombia. I love Spanish-speaking countries. And so I've been to a lot of them. But there or Brazil, there are a lot of things that, like, I just want to do, places I want to see. And they're on my bucket list to go. Yay. One of the things that's on my bucket list is definitely Bali. I don't know if it's the rope um, little swing that they I've seen in pictures or if it's just the views like the water and the elephants and everything that's over there, like just the views. It, it just looks so peaceful over mm-hmm. in Indonesia. <laughs> it just does. Yes, the flower boughs. How could I forget that? <laughs> yes, child. I was looking for people over here that do it. Nobody. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Bali. <laughs> Just Bali. Mm-hmm. Well, love, I know where you are now, but tell the audience, where are you um, tuning in or where are you uh, broadcasting from this morning? Yes. So I am actually in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is still wild to say, but I literally live in, in Tulsa. I know. How many, how long have you been there? So it's almost three months. Um, so it's still fresh. It's still fresh. Yes. Like I just moved to Texas seven months ago, but I just realized it's been seven months because for the longest people, like I'll go to church and people are like, yeah, I just moved here. I'm like, me too. They're like, yeah, I moved here in May. I'm like, yeah, I did too. I moved here four months ago. And they doing the math and I'm doing the math and I'm just like, it wasn't four months ago. Oh, <laughs> been here longer than what I thought but yes Mm -hmm. I've been here seven months and so it's like wow crazy to say so I can I can meet you there on that it is kind of crazy to say I've been wanting to be here forever so what what exactly brought you to Tulsa Oklahoma yeah so I was born in Tulsa and Uh lived here for like nine years and then my dad got a new job so we moved to North Carolina I fully thought that's where I was going to buy my house. That's where I was going to, you know, have my kids and like North Carolina was going to be it. And then in 2019, I got introduced to Pastor Michael Todd um, in his Crazy Faith series. And so it kind of like reignited my faith, like got me back into church, really, you know, seeking God. And then it wasn't until the pandemic where I was like, Lord, like, I need you for real. Like, my thoughts are dark. Like, I'm not going to make it. And so um, kept watching Pastor Todd. And then it was this summer. I fasted in June. 
And mm-hmm. my lease was about to be up. I felt very stagnant and just existing in North Carolina. It's hard to explain, but it was just like, God, this can't be it. Like I'm seeing other people get blessed and like, I don't know what's going on in my life. So I fasted and I prayed and God dropped in my spirit to move to Tulsa. And I was like, maybe that's me. <laughs> maybe that ain't God. Maybe that's me. Cause I'm hyper about the church. And so I ended up fasting for 40 plus days and just got, it kept getting confirmed confirmation all over the place. And so I came to find and look at apartments. Um, and then I found one like super close to the church. And so God gave me a word. I stepped in on faith and he just made it happen. I would definitely say, my love, what is like so fasting? That's one thing that I have looked into on and off over the years. One thing that I said, oh, yeah, we're going to do. We never do. Um, I know I get hangry. I take medication. Is there different types of fast that you can do? Like besides not eat nothing for a whole 24 hours, like are there different types or what was the, the fast that you did? Yeah, so that's a good thing. So I used to fast when I was a kid and it would be like social media or it would be like no meats, no sweets, no soda. But the fast that I did was the Daniels fast. So they have like Mm -hmm. 48 hour water fast. I've never fasted that way because they bang. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Daniels fast is basically like vegan. So you... um you know, can't eat animal products. So no dairy, no meat. Um, but a lot of it, they have so many like YouTube videos and stuff. But for me, that was, um, the one that TC does. And Uh so even though TC wasn't fasting, we did the Daniels fast. And then I added like no alcohol, no, um, social media, just cause I was trying to get my mind clear. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I still ate. I still ate. It was just, they give you like a list of foods, fruits and veggies mostly. Okay, I'm I'm thinking maybe a social media fast would be great for me. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I've been thinking lately about a couple things, but I'll talk to you on that on my own time. So yes. the Lord told you to come here. Well, come to Tulsa. You moved. So when you talked to your parents or when you told them that you were moving back to Tulsa, what was it? What were their what was their response like? <laughs> so yes. I'm best friends with both of my parents. Like we talk nonstop all day, every day. When I was in North Carolina, I lived about 15 minutes from them. So it was like, what are y'all doing? Nothing. I'm about to come over. Like it was very close. So when I initially told them, my mom was like, no, Mm -mm. we left Tulsa for a reason. Um, We lived on the North side, which is like, you know, not the best area. And so my mom was like, no, like, I don't want you to go that far. What about D.C.? What about Virginia? Where about somewhere you can get home and drive in distance? And I was like, OK, it really kind of no fault to her, but it kind of like made me think harder. I was like, God, maybe it's just me. And I talked to my dad. He was like, you know, if God is telling you, he'll confirm it. He'll confirm it. And so I was like, OK, well, I'll keep on. I'll keep praying. I'll keep, you know, trying to figure out what to do. Um, but it was really hard because I'm so close to my parents and now I'm a thousand miles away. So it was tough. Are they, are they coming to see you? Are they going to fly down to visit? Yeah. So they came when I moved, they came and stayed for like a week 
And so it was really mm-hmm. good. Like my first night staying here, I felt the love. I felt the support. They helped me decorate. They helped me, you know, they drove down behind me. Um, and so that was the first month. The second month, my mom and my sister came. And mm-hmm. so um, that felt good. And so then I'll be going home next month. So we're trying to, you know, come up with a rhythm. Um, but yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll come, you know, come back and visit. I'm excited. So since the Lord told you to move here, has he said anything else to you since you've been there? Yes. (laughs) Like, definitely. So since, um, since I moved, it's just really been up from here. Like I've been able to serve at church. I've been able to, you know, we're in a season, uh, a series called crazier faith. And so God, what he's working on my heart now is the job that I've been at for six years is time. It's time mm-hmm. for something new. Um, and so I'm trying to, you know, continue to seek his face on like, what does, what does that mean? I, um, my crazier faith, whew, something that I'm believing in crazier faith is that I'll be able to work at Transformation Church one day. And so yeah. I'm leaving that to God and however he going to work that out. Um, but then he also really dropped in my spirit. Like now is the time to start my YouTube and my blog. And so yeah. that came like, in Tulsa. So God is just doing, he doing the thing. (laughs) Yes. Tell the audience, what is the name of your YouTube channel and all the things so people can find you? I usually wait to the end, but since you mentioned it, please go ahead and tell them. And I want y'all to support my sis now. God is doing things. So please go and check it out, read her blog, but what is it and where can people find you? Yes. So, um, my blog actually just launched very, very, very recent, recently. Um, but you can find me at thepagepatton.com. So that's my blog. That's all my socials, thepagepatton. And then on YouTube at thepagepatton as well. And I love it. I love this rebranding. Um, but yes, it does help to have the same name across all social media so people don't have to wonder and find you. I'm here for it. So what is your blog about? Yeah. So um, it's really about faith, lifestyle and travel. And so I started my blog when I got to Tulsa um, and just been like recounting, like, what is God doing? Um, What what changes have I made? Like, what am I learning about myself? Um, And then really how to be a millennial Christian, like how to represent not like, you know, what we saw super strict, super like uptight, but like we can love God and have fun. And so that's yes. um, just kind of documenting that journey. I'm glad you said that because a lot of people like, you know, people know you before you went to church and they're still friends with you. And some people like to remember you, blah, blah, blah. And those those are not people you want to keep around. But then mm-hmm. there are some people who you are really close to and understand the changes that you're making. And they don't want to say, hey, you want to go out to happy hour? Oh, you know, she back in church. She probably don't want to go type of thing. And so I'm just so happy that you said that you can love God and still have fun because people are just like, oh, well, if she's on this path, then it has to be strict. It has to be religion. It has to be da 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 da. This has to look this way. She can't go out for drinks. She can't go out to dinner with us. She can't. And so I'm glad that you said that because 
even I thought that for a long time. And that's probably why it took me as long as it did for me to come back to God, because I was like, oh, I don't want to come to God because I'm still out here partying. I don't want to come to God because I'm still having these thoughts or um, I'm still out here being intimate with people. And so I'm like, God is going to frown upon that. I have to wait until I get my life completely together and then come to God. Like, so how did you come to that understanding that you can still have fun and love God? Like maybe not fun to that extent, like drink until you black out, but I mean like fun in a way that God, God still loves his kids. Like, how did you think that? How did you get to that understanding? Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with. A lot of us struggle with. And it's been a journey. I feel like I'm still fully learning it. So I got baptized with TC back in May. And so Mm -hmm. I remember like I was at a spiritual high. I'm like, okay, let's go. And then it it ended up being um, Memorial Day. And so Uh after I got baptized, like I went to the pool with my friends and then I got lit. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. when I got back home and, you know, the next day I was thinking like, God, like you're doing something new in me, but my habits are still the same habits. Like, what's up? I need you to like help. I'm giving you my heart. Like what's going on? And so after that, June 1st, he took me away and I went without alcohol for 90 days. And so I Mm -hmm. understand that was like, I was in a fasting and and praying season set apart. Mm -hmm. And so, but I knew at some point I was going to, you know, re-enter. I wasn't going to fast forever. And so um, I would say it's been a journey. Like even at Woman Evolved that we went to, like, I feel like something finally broke off of my mind. Like I don't have to continue to feel like I need to meet people's certain expectations of what a Christian is or what you should do now. Like God really explained to me, like grace is free. Like you, there's nothing in this world you can do to work for it. Like I'm giving it to you. You just have to basically give me your heart. And so, um, even in those 90 days, like I was going out with friends and I would take my little like sparkling cider or like, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, I would do different things um, because I still, you know, wanted to, you know, have fun and be involved with my friends. But like, I knew God was calling me to something different. So now it's just that balance. Like if I feel like I'm drifting, God, what's up? Like something I'm putting going out before you. And so it's a constant, like, it's a constant journey, um, but God has been helping me, you know, throughout the journey. Yes, it's definitely a constant. Um, every day is a choice, just like so. I'm a psychiatry PA and I do substance abuse. And so I would get so upset before I got deep into substance abuse at the people who would um, abuse substances. And I'm like, gosh, they have a family, God, they have kids. Like, why, why are they choosing this over them? But then um, as I kept learning about substance abuse and hearing people's story, everybody abused substances for a reason, not necessarily because they just woke up one day and was like, I'm going to drink alcohol for the rest of my life. It's They're hurt in some way. And so they use that to cope. But every day when they wake up, it's a choice to not get high. Every day it's a choice to not get drunk. And so I think that is the same way with building your relationship with Christ. Every day is a day to not, you know, drink. Every day is a day to not 
curse. Today is a day to not be, um, to fornicate. Today is a day to not think these thoughts. And so, especially for me, like one of the things I struggled with to the death of me was fornication. That was my jam. And then I met the Lord where I was at. And then I'm like, okay, well, I can't do this anymore. So what am I going to do? And it wasn't until I think they said something like, um, we were talking about the serpent. I don't know if I heard about it at Woman Evolve or one of the um, podcasts I listened to, but the serpent, the bruise heel, but you can um, step on them. And so mm-hmm. every time I get those thoughts about fornication, I just stomp my foot and they go away. I'm stomping my foot in the spirit, in the physical too, and then it just goes away. And so I don't have any more thoughts of that and I don't have to do anything. Like it just goes away and I just go on about my day. And I think... I've been like a month or two down. So I'm happy yeah. about that. But it's hard That's out cool. here, child. It's hard. It's hard. I um I started my celibacy journey as being eight months. Eight mm-hmm. months. And like that is one of the single most hard, like the hardest thing. Um, especially like when you're in a routine and like it's it can be accessible and like, you know, different right. things. And so yeah. It's definitely like the urges are still there. And I think that's what people think sometimes like that. But when you become a Christian, the desires go away. And that's no. that's not the case. And the Bible literally says like temptation can come and you can tell the devil to flee. Like we have the authority to be like, nah, like whether that's a stumping of the foot, whether that's turning on gospel music or just like, Lord, renew my mind. Like there are mm-hmm. ways to because the devil like he when you become a Christian and you begin to walk he's going to send things. And so mm-hmm. when I first started, like people, like old people reaching out, like, hey, you in town, yada, yada. Like, yeah. we ain't talked in years. You don't even know what I got going on in my life. And so the devil, he knows the cycles. He knows the things that like we fail to once. And so you just got to keep like, Lord, handle it. Like I really believe in like, you have the authority to, stop those thoughts. Like you don't have to just because your flesh wants to. And so that thing, that formation, that's real. It is. And, um, so I didn't tell like my audience, I didn't post on social media. I didn't tell nobody, but the people who were close to me, but after the woman evolved conference, I had the opportunity to see Priscilla Shira, uh, preach at social Dallas at 6 PM service. And I went, And as soon as I left, a truck hit me, like not dead on, but on the driver's side. And I was in a neck brace for like a week and two days. And the only thing I could focus on was, oh, my gosh, he's going to try and turn it around and say I hit him. I think that he was actually under the influence when he hit me. And he was also a firefighter. So he knows that if he got caught drinking and driving, he could lose his job. The city would be responsible for the hit and everything. And so while we're still going through this now with the lawyers and all the things, like the only thing I could think about was my health my back? Do I have a fracture? Then once we found out I don't have a fracture, I have all these bulging discs. And that's the only thing I can think about. Before then, it was just about God and getting up in the morning, spending time with God. Soon as soon as the truck hit me, I'm laying in bed. I can't get up early. I'm in pain, this and that. And all that is clouding my mind. And I couldn't stay on the regiment that I was on. But now I'm just finally getting back on pain and all. I'll get up, spend time with God, get up and read 
um, the Bible, get up and pray. And so if you could give advice to anybody, whether they were on the right track and something like that happened, God forbid it has to be a car accident, but something happened to deter them away. Or if they're just starting from scratch and never knew God for themselves before, maybe recently just gave their life and they don't know where to start or how to change their habits, what type of advice would you give them? Yeah, that's good. I think no matter where you are in this journey, just when you feel like you have nothing else to do, when you feel like there's nothing else you can do and the weight of life is just so much, literally simply talking to God. Like it doesn't even have to be audible. It could be in your mind, in your heart, but just God, I need you. Like I welcome you into this because I can't do it on my own. And so with with people that might be turning on a Kirk Franklin gospel song, like that might be, you know, turning on um, some uplifting music um, that might be looking at little like TikTok videos. There are a lot of like Holy Spirit activate. Like, you know, there are things on social yes. media that you can that you can look at. But I think it's just to remember that the Bible says everything, every single thing will be worked out for your good. So even yeah. if the car accident feels bad, this Monday I had a student call me the N-word in 2021. And literally like it jarred me. It knocked me off course. And it's just like, when you feel knocked off course, remembering that you have access to talking to God and all you have to say, it don't have to be like how the preacher pass, um, prays on Sunday. It can literally be, God, I need you. And once you say that at your mouth, like you'll be amazed that the fact that things that made you cry feel a little easier. It doesn't mean the tears will stop, but it, mm-hmm. it means that you're tapping into your help. And so I would say that's the biggest thing, just letting God know that you're you're in need of him. Um, yes. Can't help you get back on course. Yes. And I think so easily we forget that how, how our access to God works. Like we don't have to go to a temple. We don't have to sacrifice anything. We don't have to have a special room or special. I mean, it's nice if you go in your prayer closet, but you can literally talk to God anytime, any place, anywhere he's accessible and he's always listening. I love that. (laughs) I love that page. I love that. Um, but the last question I have for you, I was reading, um, what you sent and you mentioned something about ministry. And so if you ain't ready to say it, don't say it. But um, <laughs> what exactly do you mean by ministry? Like, cause I know there's different ministries and then it's the ministry. So which, which one are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of those facts. So one even molding my mouth to say that I want to go into ministry and I feel like God is calling me in a ministry. Like there's a weight associated with that. Cause I'm like, yes. Ooh, child, my past, like, just like this question, what does ministry mean? People think that's like preaching. Now mm-hmm. where I don't believe <laughs> at this moment, that is where God is pulling me to. I okay. look at ministry um, as the fact of like my entire YouTube, everything I post, everything I post on my blog is my form of ministry because I want God to get the glory. Um, mm-hmm. And then I do have desires of working at church um, in like a small group setting, like I, I lead a belong group. So either leading that or thinking through like international missions, um, just to spread the good news of Christ. And so he's laid that on my heart as a desire, but how he's going to manifest that, I'm not sure. 
Um, but all I know is like, I just, whatever he tells me to do, I got to be obedient. So if y'all stay tuned long enough, we'll see what God going to do. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yes, that's, that's the goal. Yes, I love that. I love it. Well, you know, I'm here to support you no matter what. And I'm just so happy I got a chance to talk to you today, but so happy my audience got a chance to hear your voice, see you on YouTube if you guys are watching. Um, if you're at work and you didn't get the chance to write down her socials, it's the page Patton across all social media, and I will have it in the description box. But Paige, thank you for taking time out of your day to just come on here, share your story, share what God has done in your life and what he is doing in his life and what is yet to be done. And I'm definitely praying over you every day um, over God's purpose for you and over the purpose that you have for other people. I know that people are connected to your voice. And so your YouTube channel is going to be that vessel to bring people to the Lord and just to say, hey, there's somebody that looks like me that's also following the Lord. Hey, we don't have it all together, but she's so happy following the Lord. That means I can do it too. And I just can't wait to see what um, what comes out of this because you're being obedient. And so I, I love this for you. And I'm happy that we connected. So I'm going to keep bugging you every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally, I'm thankful for you. I was just thinking like, this is all a product of your obedience. Like the people that listen to this, that are going to watch this, that have been rocking since you've been doing it. Like they only have this because you said yes to God. So you motivate me. I'm just excited. We got to connect and hype to see what God is going to do next. Yes. And I got to have you come back on the show because yeah. I think that you're a great co-host. And so <laughs> I'm going to have you come back, child. <laughs> yes. yes. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of God, Coffee and Resilience. Please go support Paige. Um, her socials will be linked on um, the flyer for this podcast episode, also on YouTube in the description box and everywhere else. Um, thank you again, Paige, for coming on today. And thank you guys for listening. And we will see you again on the next episode. Bye, guys. for tuning in to this week's episode of God Coffee and Resilience. You can also follow us on Instagram at God Coffee and Resilience Podcast. You can also follow the host, Reese, at The Resilient PA. And you can also check out our website at TheResilientPA.com. Take care, guys.